Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Healing the Root Cause, where we'll be looking at anything connected to the root cause, including judgments, core beliefs, inner child, shadow self, and pretty much everything in between. And I'll show you with some real exercises the way forward and how you can become whole again. Now, this podcast is for 18 plus and may include triggers. Just be forewarned. I'm your host, Nicole. Let's begin your journey. Hey, hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you listen to this or where you are in the world. Welcome, welcome back. I'm glad you could all join me. So, all right, let's see what this uh, don't leave me (laughs) is all about. So today we have the orphaned inner child gracing us with his presence. And yes, um, as per usual, right, you're going to hear me use all kinds of pronouns, he, she, they, them. Please don't get bogged down by that. Keep in mind, at the base, I'm an energy healer. So energy is what I'm all about, is, is, you know, when I'm sitting down, uh, meditating, trying to call in the energies in question to see what it has to say. And again, you see, I just said it. Uh, What this energy has to say, sometimes it'll present itself as a masculine energy and other times as a feminine, which, um, again, I've said this before, we both, we all carry both of these energies within us. It's the polarity that exists. So, all right. Uh, And again, the the disclaimer, you know, holds, uh, still holds. Uh, If this triggers you too much, Please, uh, there's a link in the description of pretty much all episodes, um, especially the ones, you know, with the inner child, just look it over, nothing wrong with seeking therapy if you're having problems dealing with something in your life, whether it's about the inner child wounds, trauma, or any other thing, there's nothing wrong with that. So, all right, so clearly... Uh, This orphan child's wound has to do with being or feeling abandoned, left behind, right? I mean, the name kind of says it. They've been orphaned. Uh, Now, personally, I can easily relate to this inner child because for a long while, I epitomized this orphan. Not consciously, though. I I was not consciously aware of this. Uh, As a child the adults in the room were given Valium, <laughs> you know, and, and they probably couldn't give a shit, you know, hell, they couldn't, even if they would have liked to. Uh, it wasn't their fault, by the way. I'm not blaming. I'm just watching a movie, right? Because you see, back then, like in the 70s, medicine was all about dispensing all kinds of new drugs, right? Uh, the next best thing since sliced bread. And instead of getting people real help, like therapy, just saying, uh, doctors treated not only depression, but bipolar disorder, anxiety, panic attacks, etc. They treated a lot of stuff with Valium. Doctors gave women Valium to fix everything. And here, I'm just going to insert, you know, because I love... I don't know. I'm a sucker for facts, <laughs> facts and figures. And, you know, I like to get my shit straight. And, and thank you, Google. Uh, Valium 
the drug uh, entered the market in 1963, uh, and it became the top-selling pharmaceutical in the United States from 1968 until 1982. The top-selling <laughs> for how many years is that? 1968 to 1982, with a peak of 2.3 billion billion with a B tablets sold in 1978 like holy crap i mean it begs to to ask what disorders were popular especially 1978 i mean oh shit i don't know i mean kind of makes you wonder what other pill and or injection has big pharma been pushing just saying, I'm not starting any kind of BS or conspiracy theories. I'm just saying, I mean, if they were able to do that with Valium to treat pretty much everything, I don't know. Something to think about. So, anywho, a lot of adults learned in those days, still some do today, uh, they learned to avoid anything and everything emotional, right? Uh, Let's just shove that shit under over here for a minute, right? I'll just take a nap. Everything will be fine. Pop a pill. You're going to be fine, right? I mean, unfortunately, people, mostly women, learned to suppress uh, feelings. And, and they ended up, you know, blaming themselves. A lot of them, the other part just, you know, were not consciously aware because you know they pop in pills right uh so they, they they some started blaming themselves for whatever was going wrong you know like they did again that kind of wounding they felt something was wrong with them uh and doctors and big pharma nobody was listening so um uh, because you see especially in the 70s i mean they had to be the perfect little wives back then right societal conditioning it's called uh, if you grew up in the 70s, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> Even a little bit, you know, other decades after that. But that was a thing. Uh, so anyways, back to our orphan. Uh, right. So I don't know if you remember an episode I did a little while back about divine unions, uh, where I had mentioned that at a certain time, abandonment issues got stirred up in me with my inner child. Uh, so obviously when this, when I got triggered, I looked deeper into that. And of course, my upbringing came into view, right? That's, that's the first place I tell everybody to look. Look at your childhood. Most likely that that's where the shit, you know, started. So uh, now I not only looked into my past, but I also looked into my present. Let me explain. Sometimes you might not even see it right away, right? Uh, examine your behavior today. Like for me, it was the way I was overly independent because I guess I learned from young that I could definitely not, <laughs> not <laughs> rely on the adults in the room. So I learned to rely only on myself for a lot of things. I mean, I even remember that the adult in the room was very proud of me for being so independent, right? 
It's like I'm a kid, but whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I got congrats. I got kudos for being very, very independent. Uh, well, it, it is what it is, you know. And and I know some people might be put off at the fact that I'm laughing, right, at these childhood occurrences. But no worries. I mean, it, this is all stuff I've dealt with, uh, stuff I've made peace with. Um, Right. And I mean, for me, uh, especially in hindsight, these, these things seem to be very funny to me. Uh, you know, back then, obviously, sure. You know, they, they were painful. They were lonely. They were, uh, I mean, who, who wants to grow up feeling that your mother doesn't give a shit about you? Right. Uh, it's, it's a pretty painful wound, but, um, once you forgive yourself, once you get to see the big picture, you get to walk in the other person's shoes and understand them from their point of view. Um, I mean, things things play out differently, right? Things um, you see, you understand, and you process things on, on a completely different level. And for me, these incidences, I mean, I've grieved those those times in my life uh, a long time ago right I mean this is just how things were uh, kind of like the other episode uh, the previous episode to this one I did with the inner child I grew up with such dysfunction um, I mean even some days it's a fucking miracle I'm still here like wow like I, I don't know I don't know if you know someday I'll uh I don't know, talk about it some more, but holy crap. Uh, yeah, I could write a few books. <laughs> I could write a few books about the kind of life I had and the growing up and whatever, but whatever that was then, uh, I understand everything. You know, I'm, uh, you could even say I'm over it. I mean, I'm using it today, um, I guess, to help others, to show others that, hey, you know, it, it might look pretty sucky to you today, but you know what? You got this. You can get out of this and you can come out stronger for it, for whatever happened to you. You do not need to let things like that define and dictate who you are, who you want to be as a human being, right? So I kind of took that road and I'm hoping you know, you guys listening are going to take, are going to choose that road for yourselves as well. So anyways, that's it. At some point in life, you know, you got to learn from the past. You got to forgive those in charge. Mostly though, the most important one, forgive yourself for not knowing any better. Period. You were a child back then. Forgive yourself. Holy crap. And besides, this is all about from the perspective I have today, this is all about soul evolution. No blaming, no shaming in any direction. Not towards me, not towards others. This was all part, part of my soul's growth, my soul's evolution, right? And, and I'm grateful and thankful to have had all those experiences in my life, you know? Maybe I could do without those people, but... <laughs> whatever it is what it is I mean you know what are you gonna do uh, beat yourself up be in a perpetual poor me poor me 
mode no that well that's that doesn't work for me so it's not an option so anywho uh now another thing to look for over here with abandonment issues uh right is deterring people from getting too close to you right because they might eventually uh let you down right i used to do that like i used to keep people uh at arm's length and and i think maybe i still do a little bit you know if if somebody kind of triggers something in me i might just keep them like whoa you you stay on that side you know you just stay over there <laughs> you don't fucking come in my sandbox like not until i know more about who the fuck you are <laughs> like <laughs> so maybe i still do right because you no matter how much work you do you know you you still it's like your brain still wants to fall on on the the old way of thinking all the time well you know you might start thinking well these people might eventually let me down they might disappear right because back then that was a learned pattern i was enacting once upon a time still maybe a little bit today but i'm more i'm aware of it today uh and here this kind of learned behavior also screams lack of trust if you think about it right i mean it's pretty basic I couldn't count on anyone, so I learned very early on that people were not reliable, nor were they trustworthy. And yes, big-ass generalization here. I put everybody in the same fucking boat. Uh, but that's an inner child wound, and probably even a collective wound, that, that abandonment issue, that trust issue. I mean, look around, because if I look around, I see it. I see it everywhere, in almost every person. So, growing up, I ended up on my own. I was almost 17. Uh, right? Way to go, Nicole. I was very independent. <laughs> so much so that I decided, you know what? Fuck this shit. I might as well be on my own. Like, I don't got to put up with that crap. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. It is what it is. It made me who I am today. And, and I don't regret that. I do not regret any of it. So this inner child of mine got used to being and doing the solo thing for many, many years. And yes, this inner child felt unlovable and that there must have been something wrong with me right uh i mean this inner child pushed people away and and refused any kind of closeness because people just could not be trusted that is what i have learned that's the belief i formed right and definitely right people could not be trusted because people would eventually abandon this inner child just like the adults in the room did way back when right i mean it's fucked up self-sabotage that's what that is fucked up self-sabotage you want the closeness you want people in your life you want those those intimate relationships but you're always keeping people at arm's length because if you don't deal with this wound, you 
you know, you look at everybody like, okay, you're a potential. You're potentially going to hurt me. You're potentially going to break my heart. Uh, you're potentially going to abandon me, right? I mean, at some point in your life, you got to get over that. You got to forgive. And again, forgiving is not about forgetting, but you got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive those adults in the room. I mean, if you're angry, own that and say it, write it down. As I've said before, when you're dealing with grief and because this is grieving an intangible, you're grieving your lost childhood. You're grieving closeness, having parents who gave a damn about you, right? It's, you're grieving that part. Your inner child is screaming. Your inner child is hurt from that, right? Children demand to be protected. They need the adults in the room to protect them, to love them, right? They didn't get that. So write it down on a piece of paper. Go out in the bush, in the woods, if you're able. And write that letter. Speak out loud to those adults in the room, even if they're not there. Imagine them there and scream your fucking little heart out. I mean, I've said it in that, I don't remember which episode, I think it's about grief or healing and forgiveness or grief, Some one of those episodes. Look it over, it's, it's still there. Um, you just start talking. I didn't like it when you said this. I didn't like it when you did this. And yeah, psychology 101, fuck. Speak with me. I did not like this. I did not feel that. I, me, me, me. <laughs> Now's the time to be like that, right? You're out in the bush. Who cares? Just fucking get it out of your system. Scream it out. And say, you fucking hurt me when you left me alone like that. Just fucking let it out. Right? That's what this child is screaming for us to do. Let the fucking rage, the anger, the sadness, the disappointment, the hurt, the tears, let it fucking out. Once and for all, get rid of this abandonment wound. Right? So it's fucked up self-sabotage. If you're not, if you refuse to deal with this, then you're, you're perpetually moving into self-sabotage all the time. Good things wanting to come into your life, you're blocking them from coming in because you're rejecting those good things before they can even reach your doorstep. That's a shame, right? But in a sense, that's what happens when these wounds with these wounds created in childhood, right? There's the actions of the adults, the reaction of the child, and the anticipation of wrongdoing over and over again, harming this child within, harming the adult you are today. So as an adult with abandonment issues, guess what? <laughs> you also develop this thing called attachment fear. 
Attachment as in closeness, affection from another. You fear attachments because you actually fear these individuals leaving you, abandoning you. As an adult, this shows up like someone who may be overly anxious when they're in a partnership. And this partnership, by the way, doesn't, you know, it can be an intimate one. It could be a friend, like a friendship. It could be a boss. Any person in, in this person's life, really, they feel overly anxious all the time, right? These adults tend to be jealous, suspicious of their partner when they are in that intimate relationship. They might even be clingy, right? They also develop this fear of being alone, codependency. Oh, and here's a good one. Adults with abandonment issues tend to fall for emotionally unavailable people. <laughs> Like WTF. Isn't that interesting? I mean, a lot of shit gets stirred from one wound. Right? And here, again, little footnote. Emotionally unavailable, unavailable people. Those are people who are not comfortable with emotions. Whether it's their emotions, another person's emotions, sharing emotions, or even being receptive when another person is being emotional. In men, I mean, it can be for women also, but it's a majority men who, who are emotionally unavailable, right? This shows up as they like to keep their options open. They run from any kind of commitment. They sense commitment like they run, they're gone. <laughs> They're out of here. They fear losing their independence. And they like to say, oh, you know, I, I don't want to lose my independence. <laughs> Emotionally unavailable people. Abandonment issues. Right? Those are part parts of an, unemotion, uh, an, an emotionally unavailable person. You've got abandonment issues? Holy shit, I can't even talk. You have abandonment issues, and they do, right? I mean, please stay away from people like that. Stay away from people who, who are like that, because you're only torturing yourself if you're latching on to an emotionally unavailable person. You are torturing yourself. Learn to accept what you have control over, which is yourself. It's never another person. You have to let that person choose for themselves right so anywho that alone can even trigger that trust issue wound as well so for the longest time in my younger life uh, I used to say that if I could not trust you I could not be with you that was up until I learned that trust is earned and not given willy-nilly, right? And trust, I mean, it does go hand-in-hand hand with abandonment issues. Not wanting to be alone, being codependent, jealous. Wow, get the picture? <laughs> so the orphaned inner child needs to understand from an observer's standpoint the things or the wounds they experienced 
were not their fault. There was never anything wrong with them. You need to tell this to your inner child. There was nothing wrong with you, sweetie. Right? And then please unlearn those self-defeating, self-sabotaging behaviors. Right? And up to a point here, the fun part, um, I mean, I personally believe this. The, the biggest step is just becoming aware of this pattern. A lot of times, once you learn this, you know it, you look at it, it's going to start to lose its grip on you, its influence. Right? And then naturally, after you grieve this, this period in your life, right? You're going to, I mean, you're going to naturally gladly change that belief about you not being lovable because you're going to see that this was never about you. This was about an adult or more than one adult in the room who were not available. It was not anything you did, anything you did wrong. And even the adults in the room, they had the same wound that they, you know, they were fed Valium, they were fed pills. So they didn't know what the hell it was. So anywho, uh, I did in the past episodes, not just about grief, but about codependency, fear, uh, trust as well, I think. I mean, just look them up. Those episodes, I mean, the solution doesn't have to be complicated a lot of times. Yeah, maybe it does seem, you know, easy. It's not that easy, though, uh, because you actually have to do it, right? Maybe that's the part that's not so easy. Uh, and again, Keep in mind, if, if there's too many heavy triggers that show up, please don't hesitate to seek professional mental health help. Uh, because it can be painful when you uncover that kind of crap, right? And just remember, be kind to yourself. Don't badmouth yourself. Don't blame. Don't shame. Compassion is what it's called for, right? Uh, I mean, and, and if it's any consolation look at how many people are dealing with these kinds of wounds so you're definitely not alone you know trying to heal those kinds of things right uh, and here again it, you know i suggest doing things or proceeding with baby steps right uh, kind of like uh, if you're trying to get over your fear let's say of being alone uh, personally I kind of like to force my brain sometimes to, to think differently, right? Um, that, that's how I challenge myself or I challenge these, these false beliefs. I force my brain to, to look at things differently, to think differently. Uh, and here, do it the good old-fashioned way. Make a list. Pros and cons. Look at the good things that being alone can bring you. Right? Like not having to compromise about what restaurant to go to or to order from. What movie to watch. You know, what's on Netflix. I don't got to compromise. I can watch whatever the fuck I want tonight. Holy crap. That's a good thing. Right? Baby steps. Right? Simple. Simple little things to get used to. To get your brain used to the, a new way of looking at things. A new way of thinking. Kind of like retraining your brain, right? 
And this can apply to pretty much any kind of behavior or false belief you're trying to let go of or behavior you're trying to change. And obviously, if this is a major phobia that you're trying to fix in your life, please seek the appropriate therapist because I'm not one. I'm a soul coach and a life coach. I can help you see, see things differently and take steps to get to where you wish to be or where you wish to go. But I'm not a therapist. Keep that in mind. So back to our little orphan. So our little orphaned inner child, right, is, is going to need, it's going to have to be mothered, which is something you can do for yourself. Self-care, self-love, right? It's okay to gift that to yourself, right? Show yourself lots of love. Uh, keep going and walking out in nature. That's, that's the best way. And, you know, I mean, it's a good thing. I do it by myself, although it's kind of lonely. Sometimes I wish, you know, I had a partner to just, you know, walk in the woods with, you know, throw, throw in the dead leaves or something. <laughs> but whatever, it is what it is, uh, you know. And, and sometimes I just find myself either hugging a tree or just being in awe of nature, how calming, how soothing, how therapeutic it is. For someone like me because the only kinds of energies I deal with when I'm out in nature um, they're not the kind of people energies you know spazzy angry uh, unbalanced um, you know like they're just like pretty cool and and where I've been going lately I've just been feeding birds I mean like you just put sunflower seeds in your hand and you don't even have to stick it out that far out. Like I just take the seeds out of my pocket, stick up my hand and poof, there comes the birds. <laughs> I mean, there's something, I, I hope, you know, wherever you all are, uh, this is something you can gift yourself. This is some place that there's a place like that close to you where you can go out in nature and do this. Um, yeah, self-care, self-love, right? Because this abandonment wound, um, it's, it's past its due date, right? So just work on that. Uh, grieve this period in your life. Forgive the caregivers, parents, adults in the room whomever was in charge of you, even maybe grandparents. Just forgive all those who, who put these false beliefs in you because you have to understand they came from a place having those same beliefs. So they did not know any better. And it does not excuse by any means. Forgiving does not excuse wrongs that have been done, especially to a child. Uh, when it's wrong, it's wrong, period. But forgiveness, remember, it's it's for you, right? It's it's not for them because uh, it just it, it's not it's not for them. Uh, it's for you, right? So be kind to yourself. Show a lot of love to yourself. Mother your inner child, especially when you're doing that. Uh, 
the day you do exor little exercises like that for yourself, for your own inner child, uh, for your own soul's evolution, uh, remember before the day is done to tell your inner child how much you love them, how grateful you are that they are with you, how sorry you are that they had to go through that kind of pain and mother them a little bit. Visualize yourself giving them a hug. I know to some people this is going to sound like, what the hell? There's a lot of power in visualization when you, when you do this kind of work because whether you admit it and or recognize it or not, this inner child of yours is there. It's present with you every single day right the good the bad the ugly make it good for their sake heal this relationship the most important relationship you'll ever have in your life that is the one with yourself with your inner child heal that relationship and you will be a better adult right just remember baby steps Lots of self-care, lots of self-love. So, uh, yeah. So I think the little orphan inner child is going to stop here. Uh, and I will definitely continue exploring uh, the other inner, inner children next episode, right? Uh, so until then, I want to thank you very much for going on this journey. I thank you for listening, for downloading and sharing. Thank you for supporting my podcast. Never expected, always appreciated. Be well and have compassion for yourself. Bye for now.